This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we have an awesome guest uh, for all of you Love Island fans out there. We have season two winner of Love Island, Caleb, man. Welcome. Appreciate you coming on. Ooh, what's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited for this because it's the first guest we've had in reality television, but not Bachelor Nation. So like, I'm pumped to kind of oh, pick yeah. your brain and everything. No pressure. Hopefully I can uh, represent all reality participants in a good life. <laughs> yeah, go. I'll be completely honest. So I had watched a couple episodes of Love Island here and there. I knew who you were and everything. But I went back today, man, and I watched some some YouTube clips. This show's wild. It's so cool. <laughs> I like it, man. Like I, I might actually watch the next season now yeah. from beginning to end. I was glued to it. Yeah, Eric loved it. You watch it, Eric? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you set the bar really high for all dudes out there. <laughs> for real, though. Um, yeah, maybe I just got good at it. But uh, <laughs> it, it was definitely, I was a little nervous because I didn't know how raunchy the show was going to get. And uh, it was so fun. It was so fun. I loved all, I, I love the show. It was truly a really fun experience. Yeah. It, it seemed like a lot of fun. And uh, so I'll be honest, the first I had heard of Love Island was obviously the UK version. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I had heard some like some nasty things about it and how it can get pretty bad. And it's bad for some of the contestants because obviously the media over there can be really, really harsh. So that's why I don't think I got into it right right away down out here in the States. How did you like hear about the show? Were you a fan of the Love Island UK or like how was that? This is um this is actually a, a pretty funny story, but I was in London last year last summer june 2019 or something like that and i'm out at a club and someone goes like man you look really familiar you look really familiar i'm just like oh you know i'm just i don't think there's anything that you would know me from and she's like ah oh, I, I know you you were on that show love island i'm like i don't know what that is i've never heard of that and um almost exactly a year later i was on love island usa so it's kind of crazy that was the first time it's I wild it. dude and then about six months later I was recruited to be on there and then it kind of just started from there. And um, it was uh, nothing like anything I could have ever expected or predicted. What did you expect going in? Did you go in thinking like, I'm going to have a good time? Or did you go in thinking like, I'm going to fall in love with a woman? Like, how did that look going into it? Um, I'm truly someone, I like to think of myself as a yes man in, in some capacities. And I was just really excited and open to the possibilities of what this experience could bring. So I went in there with no expectations, thinking like, am I going to meet the love of my life? Am I going to go far on this show? What can I even expect on the show? I really just went in there and was just like, man, let's just see what happens. I thought when I got out there, like I was kind of telling my family, I'm like, hey, you know, they bring some extras out. Some people don't even make it onto the show. So, you know, just keep your eyes peeled. I might be on there. And I inevitably got on there and uh, the rest was history. Yeah. And you came on what, day five? Yep. I came out day five. Calvin and I were the first new guys to enter the villa. Is that a good thing to be earlier? You think like that? Like those guys coming in later, do you think they had an advantage or disadvantage? Um, it really is. The show is so fluid. I think the people, you know, directing, producing the show are kind of rolling with how the personalities are getting along as the show is going. So it's kind of 
you're drawing sticks. Even when I got in there, it didn't really look like there was going to be a spot for me in there. And then one day someone speaks up and inevitably or ends up, you know, losing their spot or mm-hmm. the girl that I then coupled up with wanted to take a chance on me, but had say that recoupling been maybe even a day later, I might not have even really had a chance more than three days or so to be on the show. So that's so wild. Cause you originally coupled up with Rachel, correct? Yep. I got in there. You kind of put together a list of who you would like to, if you were brought on tonight, who would you like to go on a date with? And um, I went on a date with Rachel and Kirsten because I knew that they were the two most recent girls in the villa and both pretty girls. And I just thought, okay, well, they're only going to have been in there for a day or two. So maybe that's just kind of my best shot at like maybe finding some type of connection. I got in there, didn't really have much of a connection with either of them, but at least was able to, to be in there long enough to get to know Justine a little bit more. And getting in early, I think helped in my case, but you know, you can be the first person there and not necessarily make it to the end. So it just kind of matters. This depends. Totally. Yeah. It's wild how much your life could be different had you come in like a day later, you know, a couple of days later. Like it's pretty crazy how something that small can make such a big difference in shows like this. A hundred percent. And there's guys who come in day 30 or, you know, run their 40 days, or whatever. And people come in day 30 and some guys kind of make it to the end, but it's like, you just kind of know like, okay, these two people met, met a week ago. Like, they're going to have a tough time really hitting it off. You know, you really need some time with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, in my case, it definitely helps being there early to like have some time to foster a relationship. So I obviously, watching the show and listening to you and everything, I look at things through a weird lens because I went on Paradise, which is similar to Love Island. So there's no money, obviously, at the end. And there's not exactly any competitions. But it seemed like when I was watching Love Island, like, for the most part, you guys all got along. It's like you guys all had a pretty cool relationship. And that surprises me with the competitive aspect of money at the end of it. <laughs> we did all get along. And I yeah. think it's kind of tough for people putting the show together because <laughs> it's reality TV. There needs to be a certain sense of drama. And it, it happens because you're dealing with relationships. But I don't know. We had a lot of, I think, particularly on the guy side, a lot of easygoing guys and some standup guys too who were like, respectable in the sense that when they had a problem, they just spoke up about it because we all have to live there under the same roof. And uh, I think with all of those, um, we happen to get along pretty well. Um, Obviously, there is a competitive component to it. uh, That's just going to happen, especially when you guys literally have challenges, you know, every few days. Mm -hmm. And I think those are probably the times that you did. Things got a little gritty sometimes. Yeah. When it comes to like the producers, because I'm trying to figure out is if it's more like like Big Brother, if you will, or if it's more like Bachelor, like are those producers on sites in person right there? Or do you really only basically communicate through phones? What does that look like? They're staying out of the mix for the most part. There is a little bit of downtime. And I thought the show did uh, a decent job at like we had mental check-ins like throughout. Hey, don't forget you guys are in a fishbowl or anything like that. Like, you have someone else who's also watching it on you to provide you with like to check in on your, your mental health, which was, it was a good thing to have. I, I kind of want to go back. You said, um, you know, you draw in the comparison to bachelor in paradise. Mm-hmm. Someone sent me a screenshot of jeopardy the other day and the jeopardy says the answer and you say the question. Yeah. Yeah. What is, yeah. You would be like, what is, yeah. So it was um, the New York times called this CBS reality dating 
TV show, a cross between Bachelor in Paradise and the Stanford Prison Experiment. <laughs> <laughs> that is Love Island. Dude, that's <laughs> wild. That was spot on. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is, because I know exactly what this is. If you guys listening don't know what the Stanford Prison Experiment is, go check it out because it's intense, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. I've looked that up yeah. before. I guess that was probably a pretty similar experience, experience for you, just like really being cut off from the outside world. It's something hard to like express to other people. Like it is kind of weird mm-hmm. one day you just can't talk to anyone that you know or rely on advice from and you're in this new people and you're going to be uh, with a mic and cameras around you 24 seven for the next few weeks. Especially during a pandemic. But that, that had to have been kind of nice though. Like, not being able to do anything for like that whole first like four or five months of this quarantine. And they're like, bam, I'm in Vegas, but it's completely different. <laughs> but yeah. at least you got some human interaction, which must've been great. I spent five weeks in a hotel room by myself before I got into the villa. Five? Holy well, well, a few occasions, like a few workouts. I got to hang out with a chaperone. Wow. That's a lot. That's <laughs> part of the pandemic for me. And then, boom, we get to be social and we get to like do really cool stuff. And um, for the duration of the show, one day it, it switched. Um, that mm-hmm. part was really enjoyable. But there were some challenges leading up to even getting into the yeah. crazy five weeks. I feel like that changes a lot of how I look at the show because imagine being in five weeks completely alone, basically in a hotel room <laughs> yeah. and then getting thrown into that social you know, experiment. That's when you need those mental health check-ins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're only in the hotel for three days before paradise. Some people, so that, I shouldn't say that. I was only in the hotel three days because I was a first day or like I was right down. I was the first guy down the stairs, but some people were in like, I think Connor was there for like two weeks, but definitely not five, man. Two weeks is like the most I've ever heard. I think two weeks is pretty standard for Love Islands, but mm-hmm. testing and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a nightmare for one of any of the participants to test positive, you know, while we were filming or even leading That's up true. to Anyone in that bubble gets it, it would have really shut down the operation. So I think that's yeah, it really would have. Yeah, and back to your point about being like in that bubble and everything. Like, I know exactly what it's like. Not only are you cut off from the world and you can't take advice from people you love or people you usually take advice with, but you gotta then take advice from basically strangers. You know, like you're like speaking with these producers, the complete strangers, man. It's it's a wild. You're right. Like it's very hard to explain to people sometimes. It's super weird, man. Yeah, it is. It is a challenge. And um, for the most part, everybody in there was was good natured and at least did their best to give you good advice. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that you've never met before or you've known for one day. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what do I do in this tough position with 4 million people at home looking mm-hmm. at, you know, it's kind of like, And that's why I'm impressed with like you because if I was filmed 24/7 for 6 weeks, man, I would fuck up something. Like I would I would be an idiot at some point. But I feel like man, like you crushed all 6 weeks. I don't think there was a moment where you know you really like made a big mistake or anything. So It wasn't that. I would say smooth or seamless. Um, there's definitely moments for like I mean, you know how it goes. I mean, have you gone back and watched your show? So I watched the first two episodes and like here and there a little bit, but no, I was paradise was pretty rough for me, man. I was like, quote unquote, the villain, if you will. So it was pretty rough for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, he had a great yeah. edit coming off the bachelorette and then not so good. Yeah. They tore paradise. me down. Yeah. <laughs> so stay on one show. Never do another one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't there. Were, nobody really in there messing up. You know I mean? Like we were all in there. Um, being ourselves and, and 
we got along because we were actually friends who got along that were in there. I think though, when you are in there, if you go sit down and talk to someone for two hours and that conversation has lots of highs, lots of lows, but maybe it had more lows. Like it wasn't a good conversation. You walk away from the conversation like, ah, how do I, how does that, how did that go? How are they gonna receive that? How's it gonna look? Who do I talk to for advice, blah, 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 right? You get consumed. And then I would just kind of always realize like, wait, there's 15 other people in here who are all having their own conversations. Let me just relax <laughs> a little bit. You know, one conversation is not the end of the world because in reality, I haven't gone back and watched the show, but you know, each couple is only on there X amount of minutes a day or however often. So I think like just kind of having that in mind, just remembering like, I'm not the center of this universe. Like, let me just go in here. Cause I'm, if I'm on edge the whole time, then I'm going to be totally a, a wreck. It's like a big, it's a big spotlight effect. Like you feel like the spotlight's on you 24 seven, but really you're right. They're like a lot of other people that are having discussions and drama and all that kind of stuff. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get into to Justine a little bit because I've fallen in love in that kind of environment. So I know what that's like. Was there a moment where you and Justine kind of just clicked? Was there like a moment where you were like, you know what? Like, I'm into this girl. Like, this girl might be the one kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were, I think there's a series of events um, that really progressed our relationship. And, you know, again, I don't know how familiar you are with the show, but I was on the show for a few days. I got coupled up and I was with her for a few days and it wasn't necessarily a bad time. And I I was starting to hit it off with Justine, Um, but Justine was also coupled up and that throws in a weird dynamic because I was getting along with the guy that she was coupled up with, Trey, even though they had more of a friendly relationship. I was getting along with him, he's a good dude. So it's always weird like, hey bro, like it's good lift this morning. Um, I'm gonna go talk to your girlfriend for a minute. (laughs) uh, Anyways, a week or so, however long I've been in there, we got coupled up. And very quickly after I left for something that's called Casa More and didn't know that that was coming and went to Casa More. I was gone for a few days. I was with Rachel for a few days and I'm with Justine for a few days. Now there's other girls here and I could be with them for a few days. And every couple of years, kind of like, man, this is kind of exhausting. Like hmm. if I'm supposed to like treat this like relationship, I need to give this a little bit of time to like really get to know this girl. And so I came back from Casa More and saw that she was on the same page as me. It was like, okay, this is a step in the right direction. You know, initially I just came to the show like, hey, what's going to happen? Whatever happens, happens. And now I'm kind of seeing for the first time, like, hmm, maybe if I actually like put some effort into this, something good can come out of the show as far as the relationship goes. I think a few days after that, she just kind of like, this would have been an off-camera moment. Just kind of is like, what are you here for? Like, what are you trying to, I'm here to enjoy myself and whatever happens, happens. And I'm going to be very open and honest with you about that, you know? And she was kind of like, I'm the same way. Like, I know it sounds like a very insignificant conversation, but the fact that we were able to just share a moment, just acknowledge like, man, I don't know what necessarily is happening all around us right now, um, but we're hitting it off. Like, let's put a little bit of time into this. 
And then as time progressed there, it just happens like so organically. You know, I've actually never like, telling Justine, like this is the most amount of time I've ever spent with a girl, <laughs> you know, nah, we've been in here for several weeks. So us getting along right now really says a lot about both of us and, and how we're doing as a couple. So you're right. Like sometimes in that environment, it can be the little things make all the difference, but you're right. Like I remember having a conversation with another person down on the beach one day and it was like, you know, let's say you're dating somebody like within a month, you know, you have dinners, um, you might occasionally watch a movie together, but you're not having the amount of time that you do down in like, you know, on Love Island or on Paradise. So like you, you'd spend more time in six weeks with a girl than you would possibly in six months, you know, with a girl. In my case, it was definitely more than any time I had spent with a girl and probably the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a shock, I think. Where I was like, dang, the fact that we are getting along right now, <laughs> you know, probably says that we should stick with each other for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, this well. I, don't, I don't think switching we up. We should see like this that. out. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We should. <laughs> and um, oh, as, cool. time, as, as time went on, she definitely encouraged me to be a lot more vulnerable. She was helping me with my friendships. And she was always like nurturing our relationship together. Like I said, it's just like a series of events. It's just those little things. And you were kind of the one guy during Casa More that didn't like slip up a little bit. <laughs> um so like that that was like y'all's one like big test was that when you guys went there i think plot wise it's like the big test mm-hmm. but anyone who's ever been in a relationship knows that like there are a series of mini tests you kind of have to endure every day because if your partner gripes at you for like hey why didn't you make the bet you have in that moment the opportunity to say why didn't you make their bet you know you can kind of feel like that or you have the opportunity to say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, it's my turn to make the bet and I make the bet, right? Um, so we're always constantly being tested. In the terms of the show, yes, Casa More to the viewers is the big test. We all went in there. We all had a good time. I haven't gone back and watched the show. So again, I don't really know necessarily like what conversations have been aired. But I mean, all of the guys, we were just like, hey, guys, we're all 22, 23, 24 years old. We are on a dating TV show. None of us here are going to be critical of the other person. If you're interested in wanting to get to know one of these other girls who also came on to this dating experiment, you know, and I think like that was really a bonding moment, at least for the guys. Let's talk about the end of the show a little bit, because obviously you and Justine ended up winning. Did you expect that it was going to be you guys or like what was that that feeling there at the end? Yeah, because that's all fan base voting. Right. So like America was. It's all in their hands. Yeah. And it's weird because, again, you're in this bubble. So you're not like, you don't really know what's going on. You know, you're still thinking, did that two hour conversation that didn't end well? Oh my gosh, is that what everybody's watching back home? Oh, I look like such an ass. You know, that's not even. You're right. That's such a different aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So um, towards the end of the show, we started to do some challenges, though, that were viewer interactive. So they, they read some tweets was one, were one of the challenges. Um, then on, the, I guess, the Love Island app, they voted for, you know, different types of um, polls, like favorite Islander or best friend or something like that, right? Justine and I fared pretty well in both of those. So we're kind of starting to get an idea like, oh, you know, people are, they like us. That's cool. Um, but there are also some like really great couples in there. So yeah, you never really know what to expect. And like I was telling you earlier, man, I was like, 
telling my family, hey, I, I probably won't even be on the show. So, <laughs> um, so going from that to being in a position where like, wow, we're, we might win this. And then actually winning it was like yeah. all in a month's time was crazy. Yeah, you're right. That is crazy. Yeah. It was in a month. And the difference also between obviously Paradise and Love Island is like, Mine aired six weeks after I got home. So it wasn't live. So I got to watch reactions as the show was airing, which is good and bad. So when you got out of the show, man, was it just like all of a sudden you were like, what has my life become? Or like, what did that look like? Because that had to be such a crazy experience. It was very intense. It was and has been kind of a sensory overload. Um, And I think one of the best part of the shows is it not airing live. I think it is probably one of the hardest parts mentally, but also one of the best parts because I think the show's main purpose or one of their purposes for doing that is for you to stay true to yourself. And if you're getting live feedback that isn't what you want it to be, your reaction is going to be to tweak your behavior and probably end up not being something that you are normally. So I thought it was good to like just be in there. And I didn't know this at the time. I know this now, but just to be in there totally submerged in this experience. I thought it was great um, knowing what I know now to like be cut off. But then now it's harder because if someone says in the middle of the show, goes on Twitter and tweets me, it's like, Caleb is an idiot, whatever. I don't even know that happens. Mm-hmm. Now so I will be at dinner <laughs> with my brother or sister or whatever and it's like a tweet caleb is an idiot <laughs> well i'm not an idiot you're an idiot <laughs> i don't have that i don't even like that response isn't even like invoked out of me while i'm on the show so it is a little bit of a tough adjustment but learning that lesson from the show of like you know i fared well just being myself and not you know responding to negative criticism or not even knowing about negative criticism so I'm probably better served now just yeah. focusing on myself and mm-hmm. my relationship and, um, you know, only highlighting the positive. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a deep rabbit hole you can fall into pretty easily. Easy. And it, 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 there's a lot of different ways it can go or play out in your head mentally. Yeah. I've been down that rabbit hole because, yeah, like I said, mine was different where like it was airing six weeks after I got home. So I, I had to sit there and I, I got like death threats and like crazy shit, man. So like I, I did go down that rabbit hole and it did affect me, you know? So it's kind of interesting seeing, you know, a different aspect of how, you know, that kind of stuff can go, but I'm sure you did still see some hate out there or whatever. Everybody's got haters, of course. So we often talk about on this podcast, you know, we're huge mental health advocates and kind of dealing with all that, you know, the pressures, the stresses, the public eye, that kind of thing. So how, how do you deal um, with the public eye? (laughs) Staying positive, I should say. I think part of it is just, it's kind of natural. It's kind of just in my DNA as far as I'm not a sticks and stones, break my bones kind of guy. And, you know, not to go too deep down the rabbit hole. I've had a very, very good year. You know, I've got to experience once in a lifetime things. Um, I've had a lot of positive takeaways. Most people, like 99% of the world, didn't have a fraction of the fortune that I did this year, you know, as far as like new opportunities and blessings. And I kind of knew that going into the show. And that's kind of always been just how I have been on life. I think there it is a slippery slope because it's not really healthy to always say, well, someone has it worse. 
you need to acknowledge like the things that you're going through and the challenges um, that you're experiencing. But post show, um, like you said, you're gonna have haters. It's just natural. It's part of. It's a show. You know, people watch mm-hmm. it. For entertainment. Some people are gonna like you, and some people aren't gonna like you. I find comfort in knowing where I stand with the people that I experience that with. And sometimes that's not always easy because you do want to prove someone wrong or respond to someone who has something negative to say about you. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I got to go on something really amazing. You know, I really came out of it nearly unscathed. And I think most of my criticism has been post-show by not wanting to be very public with my relationship. And I kind of also knew like that might rub people the wrong way, but it's like, you know what? I know where I stand with my relationship. I know where I stand with my friendships from the show. And I am happy with the way that I represented myself. And I'm happy about the things that I'm trying to do moving forward. And I kind of just find peace in, in that mixture of things. I respect the fact that you guys stay private and everything. I think that's fantastic and great for your relationship. But it's kind of funny because people out there feel like you owe them, you yeah. know, like you owe them um, an insight into your guys' relationship. And that's that's honestly not the case, you know, and I'm sure that can be frustrating for you. Yeah, um, it definitely, it, it's it's been a challenge, like both inside my relationship and outside my relationship. And I get it, you know, I mean, someone who's going to feel entitled um, to being, you know, part of my relationship it's going to be someone who probably voted for us on the show. Um, not obviously not everyone who voted for on the show. Cause that would just be overbearing. I would mm-hmm. I'm crazy right now. Um, but I just, I understand like these, these people supported us and they fell in, in love with our love. And I, I get it, you know, that they were excited to see what is to come, but also going into that show, most of us kind of like ages 22 to 24 and even Justine, like there's really nothing, that anyone can tell you to prepare you for what you are about to experience. And I had no idea what to expect. You know, I would have viewed the show a little different if I would have known, well, no matter what I I come out, I have to do this. You know, I have to, this is what people expect me. I have to do this. You know, I might not have been as open-minded to the show in the first place because I am a rather um, private person in a lot of different areas of my life. So Mm One of the things, ABC's getting better at it with the show. Same thing. Like It was kind of like sink or swim. You know, it was like, go figure it out. Like, I wish we had some kind of guardian mentor, somebody we could run to. And a lot of people now run to alumni of the show. But for the most part, did CBS give you any kind of like mentor to kind of deal, help you deal with that? I think CBS did their due diligence in providing us resources prior to the show as far as professional, you know, psychiatric assistance, um, also during the show, as well as uh, the mental screening, as I'm sure it was on ABC, um, it, it's pretty thorough. Like they're diving into your family's background, your background, your mental health history, a lot of tests, um, even personality stuff, um, which is, I got some funny results on some of my. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, but they don't want to prep you too much because you're supposed to expect the unexpected, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a little different, you know, it's, it's a reality dating show, but it's not a game show. So they don't want you to come in there prepared necessarily. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like you're signing up for an experiment and we're going to observe, observe you along the way. That makes sense because, yeah, they don't, you, they don't want you to treat it as a game show, right? Like more than anything, it's still a love, you know, relationship and love, you know, show about love. So, so I get that. Um, 
we've got some questions here from some fans for you, but most of them, I will be honest, are asking about you and Justine, just like you, I'm sure you, you're getting used to. I just did, you know, I, I helped you out with a, a toy drive, which was yeah. awesome, by the way, man. I'm glad that went so well. Eric, thank you for stepping on that too. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. went to go buy some games and everything was sold out. So it must've been a tremendous success. It was amazing. I am like very conscious about like what I can be doing better. And um, I've had a few like charitable efforts since the show. I was like, I kind of want to do like my own thing. I found a wonderful organization to partner with an Anna's House Foundation and like put it together with me, them, and just kind of like my immediate circle and to see how well it did in like literally hours was amazing. And then to kind of like go have our little celebratory live, which I was late to. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was awesome too. We raised several thousand dollars on there as well. It was really cool uh, to just want to even have a platform to do that kind of stuff. And then to have people like you, Blake um, and Eric, like just out of the kindness of your heart, like, hey, we'd love to get involved. And um, mm -hmm. this was super dope. And to everyone who like helped with that or participated in it, we raised a couple hundred toys, several thousand diapers, several thousand diaper wipes, um, and also raised several thousand dollars to contribute. And the charity or the foundation was absolutely blown away. I mean, they had never seen something that successful on the fundraising side in just such a short amount of time. So mm -hmm. it was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool that you basically turned that around pretty quick and it was that big of a success. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah. Really, it was a really Congrats. fun. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that, that I wish you would see a lot more people use their platform for mm -hmm. is, you know, to impact, you know, people's lives positively mm -hmm. outside of like television, like whether it be charity or your toy drive, any of that kind of, yeah. you know, philanthropy cool. work. It's incredible yeah. to see. Yeah. It was really on that. Thank you. It was really fun. It was cool to have people a part of that. And um, that is something that I will say, I'm very actively working on is um, helping other guys like yourselves get involved to giving back with very minimal effort and very high impact. Because I think that one, giving is good. And two, when you have a platform, you have a voice and you are supposed to use it. I think that should be understand. <laughs> and it's yeah. because the reality is not everyone has a voice. And I think if you do have reach, um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be your, your life's purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's good to not only like nurture your soul, but nurture others. I won't dive too deep into it, but anyways, I appreciate that guys. No, it's really cool. Yeah, man. And yeah, that, that live was a lot of fun. I, it was funny. I was, I was at the beginning of that live, you know, I was sitting there and I, I saw you pop on. I was like, okay, cool, cool. And then I saw Justine pop on and then people went nuts, man. Yeah, <laughs> there was like yeah. 8,000 people on the live. Like the comments are going crazy. And here's Blake. Like, oh, yeah. And then it was like, Blake. Numbers it was dropped like, a little bit. Dropped a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Ooh, reading the cool. comments because they're like, who the hell is Blake? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was some people recognize me, okay? Oh, yeah. And then some, yeah, some people were oh, loving people, it. Like, yeah. I saw some screenshots. Like, this is the crossover I never knew. I knew. Yeah, I saw a lot of those <laughs> kind of comments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to try to bridge this gap between bachelor and i'll say there's a lot of people like i put uh, you know the questions up for you and there's a lot of people in there that are like 
I love Love Island and Kayla's my favorite. So it's pretty yeah. cool to see the crossover in the audience. We get that a lot. Pretty like close, pretty close connections. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of those same people would watch all, it's all the, the same demographic. Shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That was um that was Justine and I Justine and I's first public appearance in like oh wow months or something. Wow, yeah. Wow. So you guys are still together though. Will, will we give the people that you guys are still together? Yeah, they can have that much. Though. Okay, they can have that one. <laughs> you guys, Caleb and Justine are still together, still going strong. <laughs> yeah, they can have that much. Um, it was really fun, and like we were, we were kind of nervous to even get on there and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also super late, and I was also really nervous to talk to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, there are people who are invested. Um, not only like in us as individuals, but us like together. Um, so I think we, though we are very pri- private, um, it was nice to be able to like, yeah. hear you guys go like, if this puts a little bit of, you know, puts a smile on your face and like, we're, we're glad to do yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. But I, I like, love that you guys are private. I mean, I think honestly, I think that helps a relationship more than anything, especially in the public guys. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. What else you got going on, man? Is there anything in the future we can look for you? Anything, you know, we can help you out? What's, what you got going on? I've been super lucky to be able to like, you know, I did some merch after the show, and that was during um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. My grandmother, a few years ago, passed away to breast cancer, so it was, like, nice to be able to, um, and also won, like, a day before her birthday. So, like, win, and then we'll do merch. Like, it was really cool. Um, and then I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Cameo. Didn't want to do Cameo because I didn't want to, like, charge people to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of, like, a I don't want to talk bad about cameo. A weird thing. I hear you. Oh, it was weird. You know, so it wasn't really my personality. But then they did a, a twelve days of giving. And they're like, we partnered with St. Jude's. We're giving a portion of our, um, or you can decide to give a portion of your earnings to St. Jude. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's for a good cause. Like, I can get on board with that. Um, and then did the toy drive. And there's a couple other things I did in the in in between. And I'm like, I'm having a lot of fun with this, and good things are happening. I wish more influencers or TV personalities or athletes could be a part of this. They should see like how much fun we're having and the good that we're causing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I was reaching out to people and Eric, you kind of closed that bridge for me or um, helped make that connection with Blake to get Blake involved. Um, but as I was reaching out to like other people outbound, it wasn't even like a, hey, can you do me a favor? and like be on this it's like hey this is what we're doing over here it's helping people and you can be a part of this would you like to be a part of this and i had a lot of respect for the people that were excited to have an opportunity to do something like that um so something that i'm actively working on is um you know helping use my platform and my connections for others to do some good um and then i'm really just kind of navigating life in general post TV show. I mean, it's only been less than three months. That's uh, crazy. It's been, yeah, you've barely been out yeah. there, man. It's yeah, crazy I've back on the real world. I'm still really trying to figure it out, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And you came from the IT world previously, right? <laughs> man, Eric was doing his research. Yeah, bro. he's doing his homework. <laughs> what else do you know? That's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so like I had a super corporate job. Um, Got out of school. I was doing some like IT sales. Um, and then I took a new job um, earlier this year. I was in training for this job. Um, again, a pretty corporate job that I was enjoying though quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And 
there for a few months. Good, re- good reputation. I was doing well at my job. And I'm like, hey, so the show, um, I really like my job, but the show is really cool. Do you think there's even like a possibility that I could be able to do both? Like I go do the show and come back. Like how long is it? Tell them how long it was. Okay, let me do it. Get onto the show. And my boss's boss, so like the presidents of this company, loved the show. No way. Oh, that's awesome. Every night. Um, watching the show with his wife. Shout out, Finney. Love you. Um, This, uh, so anyway, so my job just like really got behind me and the show was really cool. I came back, I actually went back to work and was like, wow, I am so checked out. Like I (laughs) (laughs) I know what that's like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I can't even, I can't even, I don't know what we're talking about right now. They said, wow, you look really bad. You need some sleep. I'm like, (laughs) so then I was like, I need to step away from work and just kind of figure out what I'm about to do with life. So I appreciate them, like, even giving me the opportunity to go do that and then, like, being really cool afterwards. And, like, the cherry on top is that they supported me while I was on there. There is this immediate opportunity to, like, cash in on social media reach. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool, but it isn't necessarily like the long-term fulfilling thing um, that I would like to do with my career. Um, so I don't know. I'm not really rushing it though. I'll figure it yeah. out. So you'll get, yeah, I'm sure you have plenty of opportunities and stuff come your way. And I'm sure shit, I'm two, two years out almost, man. So like, and I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still going strong. So you, you'll be just fine. Right. <laughs> um I won't do, you know, I'm being honest, man. I really want my own talk show. That's what I really want to do. Dude, you'd crush it at that. I really want my own talk show. I want to bring cool people on like you on there. And I want us to just have really fun conversations mm-hmm. like we're having right now. Yep. Do really weird things. Like, <laughs> how cool would it be if I brought Blake to a fencing lesson? <laughs> dude that's honestly that's that's a great idea and then start it on youtube man get a following on youtube and then have a studio pick it up man there's some stuff in the works i i made a a good connection recently that might help me make that dream come true because what i would like to do it would be really nice to have another name backing it just for the terms of like getting guests i mean i'm you guys are probably always recruiting you know mm-hmm. I mean, but to have someone like supporting that platform will be really cool i've got some ideas there you go i got hooked up to a couple pitches that i'm gonna get to do which is exciting i'm always working on something (laughs) that's good though man yeah same never stop yeah i'm always working on something justine gives me a hard time she's like dude you need to slow down (laughs) (laughs) roses you know like let's go party dude it's like oh my gosh but we gotta get these kids christmas presents what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) i love that though man that's a good thing uh, well, man, I can't wait to watch what happens and everything and how, how everything unfolds for you. Uh, where can people find you, man? Like Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Honestly, guys, let's just stick to Instagram. Everyone can find me on Instagram at CXCO underscore. Um, also, look out for me on YouTube. Uh, you can just search Caleb Corpru. Um, got some fun stuff on YouTube. Um, if anyone wants to stay tuned on what I have going on, those are the best two places to kind of yeah. You got a lot of fans out there. I saw it in my DMs, but man, I, I'm a fan of you too, man. Yeah, we're, we're both there fans of you. There are a bunch of, so. of questions here. So it's like, you guys, got a couple. Don't feel bad about asking <laughs> questions. You guys can't ask me some questions. Yeah, I mean, there's a, 
what was your most embarrassing moment on the show? Oh, I, um, I cried really hard and like people say it was like a beautiful TV moment cry, but like, I just went in there. I was telling my boys, like, no matter what, I'm not crying. Like I'll, <laughs> like, I'll go in there. I'll fall in love. I'll be cheesy. I'll be corny. Whatever happens, happens, but I'm not crying. I Blake had some. Blake had some good cries. I've, I've cried quite a few times. On but, but you got to you you watch his because you couldn't tell quite if he was crying or sweating. Yeah, it was. It was rough. Were you thinking like, "Dang, I just cried"? Um, I I remember thinking, "Dang, I just cried that much." Like I was like, you know, it was one of those moments. It was like she. I was like in a towel, man. I was like crying into a towel. It was when I got dumped. I basically proposed to a girl, and she dumped me. And I was just like in a towel, you know, one of those moments. Um, but I mean, I, I think I know. Was it when you kind of like saw your family and everything on the? Because I watched that. Yeah, yeah, I that was that. a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so yeah, it was a good moment. But it was just like, oh gosh, like I see the pictures. I'm like, dude, I look rough like eyes were swollen the next day uh, yeah but it was, i got to see my family and then like um the conversation with my dad was a good conversation and then i think another conversation i had with some of the guys back in the dressing room that didn't make the air um and i just kind of spoke passionately about how i felt fortunate to be on this show um or with this opportunity especially in 2020 amidst what's going on in america and stuff like that and it's just, I'm a pretty reserved person and being in there for a month or however long it had been by the time I had that conversation, when really like the only person I expressed any type of emotion to was Justine. It just, that's not a healthy way to operate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I folded, man, bad. I went out bad, man. I was crying hard. Like <laughs> literally an hour straight could not, breathing regularly. Personally, I have to ask this because I read this somewhere. How does Justine not like Drake? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with her? Like that's that's suspect. <laughs> so sus. And like any time around each other, I almost exclusively listen to Drake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's on every song. That's How do you Drake stay away from him? Probably seventy-five percent of just like my listens. So. Like, <laughs> I guess it really rubs in the wrong way. Um, she's a huge, huge Beyonce fan. She can listen to Beyonce like all day, every day. She doesn't have reasoning for liking Drake. She just doesn't. <laughs> she just doesn't like. Just like, I don't. Even, I don't think it's the music. I don't think it's the person. It's just like she's just not messing with Drake. It's crazy. It's so weird. How do you like Drake? <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, I appreciate you coming on. It's a lot of fun, dude. And we'd love to have you on again sometime. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some some fun stuff during the Love Island next next season and stuff. And we can have you on and chat about all that. So I'm definitely that, gonna watch now. I'm gonna be out in Denver in a few weeks, boys. So Ooh, let oh, us know, man. Hell yeah. Up. We'll be here. I mean, so. There's not much to do, but there's a couple places. Yeah, we know a couple places. So. Go connect. So yeah. Be low key. That'd be nice. Yeah. Though, yeah we'll keep it low key. That'd be a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. Let us know, man. There's another uh, there's another bachelor guy in Denver. There's a, there's couple. a couple of us actually. Yeah, I mean Ben Higgins is out here. Chris Bukowski. Bukowski. Yeah. Talked to Chris Bukowski recently. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. did you? Yeah. Sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks guys yeah. for having me. It's been really fun. Stay safe. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on-site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.